Hello and welcome to the Our Birkbeck podcast. Our Birkbeck is an exciting year-long initiative to share and showcase the impact members of the Birkbeck community are having around the world. In this podcast series, you'll hear from our alumni, students, staff and friends, whether they are making a difference in their community, bringing about change to their industry or shaping the lives of those around them. We celebrate their story. To find out more about the Our Birkbeck initiative, please visit campaign.bbk.ac.uk. In this episode of the Our Birkbeck podcast, Andrew Liddell from Birkbeck's development and alumni team interviews Dr. Harveen Chug. Hello, I'm Andrew Liddell, Corporate Partnerships Manager within Development and Alumni at Birkbeck, and I'm joined by Dr. Harveen Jug, Associate Professor of Entrepreneurship at Warwick Business School. Thank you so much for joining us for this Our Birkbeck podcast series interview. Harveen, to start, it'd be great if you could tell us about you and the work that you do. Uh, yeah, brilliant. Hi, Andrew, and thanks for having me today. I, yeah, I recently joined Warwick Business School um, just uh, where are we now January 2021 as an associate professor in entrepreneurship so I've been uh, getting involved there in in teaching on our undergraduate modules and and still actually learning a bit about how the university works um, and getting stuck into that role prior to that I joined Warwick from Imperial College Business School where I was there for about just under four years and uh previous experience also from Royal Holloway University and also did some work experience uh, for government in consulting and had my own startup as well. So I guess over the years, a strong background and experience and history in, in the world of entrepreneurship, uh, leading me to the, the academic life that I lead now. Fantastic. Such a rich professional and academic history and you've really built your career and expertise around innovation and entrepreneurship what drew you to specialize in this field yeah that's a that's a really good question uh i i would say partly i i fell into it with partly um a little bit of design but a little bit of also not knowing where i where i was where i was going with my undergraduate degree i did biology with business studies okay. and so while i knew that i i i you know had a strength in science i knew that i was really interested in the business aspects of it and that actually led me to uh, my master's, which I did at Birkbeck in bioinformatics, again, the science and the computational biology, the protein modeling uh, and things like that. And it was entrepreneurship wasn't really a subject when I was an undergrad or, or master's yeah. student, to be honest. OK. Um, but then I I saw what was happening at Imperial and what really what really uh, drew me to that area. And what, what keeps me going today is um, this sort of. Uh, mindset that you can build in encouraging entrepreneurs and encouraging new ideas and innovation and this is something that often ideators or innovators have doubts about is my idea good enough is it going to work and really there's a space to build that confidence and build that empowerment and encouragement 
and help those ideas to get off the ground. And that's that's what really still drives me to do that today, because there are a lot of ideas buzzing around in people's minds and with a little bit of a nudge or guidance in the right direction, those can really go somewhere. Um, and, and so that's that's really, I think, what is needed, what part of the world of entrepreneurship is about is, is playing that role. And so that's what really keeps me going. That's so interesting. And I can see how that seems such a powerful motivator. You're a leader in mentoring for entrepreneurship. Can you tell us a bit more about what this means and what you feel makes an effective mentor? Yeah, absolutely. And there's a lot of mentoring and coaching that takes place now in, in the in the field of entrepreneurship. And so students or entrepreneurs are looking for guidance. They're looking for mentoring or coaching. And then equally, uh, there's educators or, or people that work in the entre- entrepreneurship community that are required to provide that guidance. And it's really a question of because this is kind of new and developing, it's, it's still a, a new field in that sense. It's really looking at that practice and how how we should do that better and what is the right kind of guidance to offer? What does the entrepreneur need? What does the company need? The different stages? Are we asking the questions or should we be providing the answers for entrepreneurs? And so, yeah, this practice has developed uh, through my work at Imperial and something that I'm continuing at Warwick and also co-founded with a colleague, the Network for Coaching and Mentoring Entrepreneurs to develop this practice. So it's an exciting, it's a it's a niche but exciting space to be in because there's a lot of interest and development. So what really makes an effective mentor is um is well listening and I think that applies to coaching as well, really understanding because often we jump in to give advice and we've only sort of heard a bit of the issue so so yeah. being a good listener is a, is, a, is a skill that that we we do need to develop but also I think with a mentor specifically it's really having the experiences and examples to share having okay. been there and and done it and then guiding and providing options and, and signposting uh, not necessarily you know pushing towards something specific, but but presenting the options available and leaving leaving the decision there for, for an entrepreneur to make. With coaching, it's a little bit more about asking the questions and helping to helping the entrepreneur to generate the answers or find them within rather than providing the options. So there's a little bit of a difference there. And ultimately both mentoring and coaching come down to as much as they're about sharing business knowledge they're also about building uh building the entrepreneur's capacity developing them as individuals as well so they're they're both quite interesting and impactful practices in in how we sort of build and develop our entrepreneurs today there have been some substantial changes to the economy and life over the past year when we anticipated Brexit and one we largely didn't in the pandemic. What do you see as some of the biggest opportunities and biggest challenges for entrepreneurs in the years ahead? Yeah, so that's a, another really good question. There's there's been quite a few um, a few things to to think about and, and consider. Um, you know, and I think with with Brexit, it's really a double edged sword. So I think <laughs> that that are. Uh, 
our opportunities are equally challenges. So while opportunities for, for trade are opening up for businesses equally, there's a lot more of a challenge around keeping up with the legislation and guideline, guidelines, which is, you know, time for a business to, to spend and ensuring they get correctly. Yeah. Um, export levels are, are down by about 15%, uh, which is data from 2020. So it's interesting to to sort of think about what what is the competitive advantage really of a business? What can we offer and, and how can we uh, continue to encourage that export? But equally, uh, opportunities open up. There's more access to finance and, and talent. Um, so it, it's it's a bit of both. Some of the things that are challenges are, are opportunities in, in Brexit as well. But equally with, with COVID, we've seen opportunities in ed tech, uh, online education, fintech and payments health tech and a move to more online consultation. So there's definitely that digital transformation that has accelerated. And equally, there's businesses that have seen opportunities uh, in COVID and seen new needs arising and new needs that are not being met. And I think for a lot of people, it's kind of, you know, always have a business idea, but people that have been in jobs are now thinking, well, what, what should I do? <laughs> and, yeah. and this is, in a, in a way, it's created that opportunity, that timing um, for many people, which is which is quite exciting because it's a, a time when they can explore um, that opportunity. Um, and yeah, uh, unfortunately, a number of businesses are, are closing down as well. So I think it's really um, bringing about that agility and adaptation uh in some entrepreneurs which is a real test um as well as of course environmental conditions so it's it's a combination i guess of of um the entrepreneurial spirit and, and personality as well as you know some external conditions that are just hard to hard to continue in mm. um and and so people will will think about other things that they they need to do so yeah overall there is opportunities. I think, you know, one of the things that's quite big in the entrepreneurship research is that opportunities are, are spotted by entrepreneurs. You have to be alert to them. So I guess that alertness is increasing for some and for others. It's it can also be um, coming to an end to, to explore other opportunities in life, not necessarily entrepreneurial ones. You graduated from Birkbeck with an MSc in Bioinformatics in 2002. What brought you to Birkbeck? Yeah, I um, I did my undergraduate project. So I was a, a, an undergrad at Queen Mary at the time. And my undergrad project, I was really interested in molecular biology. And that sort of led me to, to bioinformatics. It was a new and emerging field. And this was, you know, going back to 2001 2002 and I actually I had a look and I know that this program is still running strong at Birkbeck today so that's that's really amazing um but it it was uh, a unique and emerging subject and Birkbeck was was there doing it you know they already had this up and running and so for me it was you know this was something that others we're not doing so much at the time and and Birkbeck was ahead of the game in that sense and um given my my personal interest in it it was just 
you know, it just seemed the natural choice for me. So I put all in my, all my eggs in one basket, as it mm-hmm. was at the time, and just said, you know, that's that's the master's program that I want to do. Uh, Central London location, uh, I won't lie, that helped. It was an amazing, amazing location, and you know, love being around uh, Oxford Street and Tottenham Court Road and places like that. <laughs> <laughs> so those were good Absolutely. times. Definitely. <laughs> what do you think makes the Birkbeck community special? So, yeah, I've I've kept my connections and uh, well, some of my connections from the uh, from the bioinformatics program, but also made new connections at Birkbeck. Um, and what's really what I've noticed is that it's it's warm and friendly, and there's such a genuine interest in building that student experience and. Uh, and do great things for students and that's what you know as a person that's on the academic side and and looking to do that myself that really resonated with me as um as you know kind of a shared a shared goal and ways in which I could get involved and I've specifically seen that on two programs one is I worked with um colleagues on the pioneer program yeah yeah absolutely and built building um doing workshops for for students and encouraging business ideas and also one of the projects I was involved with um, which uh, I believe was nominated for a Times Higher Education Award last year was the Ability Programme which supports students with mental health um, or or neurodiverse uh, conditions or or disabilities and and for both of those that I've been involved with personally I I can not speak more highly of them and, and my personal experience with the colleagues that are involved in designing them and their dedication. So that's for me what is what is really you know special and why I um, keep that relationship with Birkbeck going. For those thinking about starting their own entrepreneurial venture or who are interested in innovation, what would be your strongest piece of advice? My strongest piece of advice uh, would be to research ideas um i mean i don't know if it's one piece of advice might be two or three little things tied in here together to research and explore ideas and that comes from starting off with with good assumptions good hypotheses but ultimately looking at at your assumptions testing them but also being really honest about what that data is showing you so in some cases you might test a business idea and that business idea is supported by the data. In other cases, you might test that business idea and it's not supported by the data, in which case really face face the feedback, be open to it and don't ignore it and just say, okay, this is telling me this is not going to work. What we sometimes see is that, you know, we will still persist and, and say, okay, data is telling me that, but I'm going to continue anyway. <laughs> well, actually, there's a sign there. So, I would just say research and and read, you know, try to read the data correctly and and decide, make make a fair decision about what you need to do here. That is fantastic advice and guidance for all students at Birkbeck and for our alumni community. Thank you so much for your time, Harveen, and for sharing your story with us on this Our Birkbeck podcast. Brilliant. Thank you, Andrew. It's been great. that's the end of this episode. We hope you enjoyed hearing from Andrew and Harveen. If you're interested in finding out more about our Birkbeck, please visit campaign.bbk.ac.uk 
to read more about the impact our community is having around the world. Thank you for listening and until next time. Thank you.